Hello, and thanks for joining us. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be me solo sharing my perspectives that I've come up with the hard way in terms of winning the mental game of doing this quarantine thing. Uh, we'll be back Monday uh, with Krista Neff talking about self-compassion. And I don't know about y'all, but I've, I've talked to a number of listeners and friends, and uh, it's certainly been my experience that, man, I've been having some emotional ups and downs here with the, the challenges associated with the quarantine and yo-yoing expectations and the news um, get me feeling better, then worse, and then worse, and then worse, and then better, and then uh, kind of feeling bad about not accomplishing as much as I'd like to, all that stuff. And so I want to share some thoughts I've had that have um, been been helpful when I remember them and cling to them and um, tend to have been making the difference associated with um, having a lame, unproductive, grumpy day or doing just fine, you know, and 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 rocking and rolling. And and so uh, the first thing that I think is super important not to overlook, um, even though I've done it for quite a while, is, is to just be real and to acknowledge this blows. It's not fun. It's unpleasant. I don't like it. I very much prefer things the way they were before. And, and I think it's really necessary to take a moment to grieve and acknowledge what's going on. And, uh, and, and I think maybe we don't do this. I, I'm speaking for myself here is in professional context. You know, I don't want to be a downer, a bummer, you know, make people sad. I don't want to be a whiner or negative. I'd like to be a force for, for positivity and inspiration and good. And, um, you know, uh, and at the same time, um, <clears throat> I kind of felt a little bit, I don't know, selfish, whiny, entitled, um, when I think about just how minor, you know, my my sufferings have been and compared to others. Some folks are, um, you know, are fighting for their lives on a ventilator as we speak. Others have, um, you know, watched their parents die over FaceTime and they've not been allowed to to be there. Others are are risking their lives day after day on, on the front line, uh, whether it's um, in, in medical contexts, you know, thank you. Whether it's um, grocery and and food and Amazon delivery people, thank you. Um, and and so in a way, it seems like oh, I, so I'm just whining because I uh, I quote can't you know you know leave my home um, or, or or do certain things. And and so um, so it's true. You know, my suffering has been quite minor as compared to others. And nonetheless, I think it's important. I think it was uh, Carl Jung who's been paraphrased in, in The Emotional Life. It's like, uh, that which you resist persists. And so uh, shooing aside, you know, your grief, your emotions, um, or I guess speaking for myself, shooing aside my grief, my emotions, um, because other people are, are, are suffering worse um, is, is not all that helpful. So it's okay to say this sucks. And then from there to, to kind of make a choice, like, all right, well, we're going to put my attention elsewhere, you know, and to say it's true. My sacrifice is, is smaller, but it's real. Nonetheless, I'm thinking about kind of rationing and world wars. Uh, it's nothing like, you know, dying on the battlefield. Um, but it is a sacrifice that contributes that matters. And, uh, our sacrifice, you know, can very well contribute to, to saving lives. And, and I think that's, important to remember. And and I think that's also really helpful whenever I bump up against, you know, a constraint or a desire and I, I'm saying, oh, I can't do this or I have to do that. And I feel kind of like a prisoner and I, and I get angry about it because, you know, I, I like, you know, freedom and liberty and doing my thing, self-employed, you know, entrepreneurship, creating all, all that. And so, um, so yeah, when, when I find myself going there, um, 
I like to just remember that one that's not quite accurate here in the U.S. At least I haven't seen or heard anybody um, thrown in in jail for not complying with these the guidance. So so there's that in terms of you know compulsoriness. Um, but but more more ap- applicable, I think the book Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg is is really excellent. And when he talks about using the phraseology, you know, I can't or I have to, is like you know we always have some degree of choice or responsibility. And he recommends replacing that language with, you know, I choose this because of that. So you might say, hey, I choose to abide by the stay-at-home guidelines in order to help save lives. And when I do that, I feel a lot less like a prisoner, and it seems more accurate that I am making a choice. And, and it feels all the more, more meaningful in terms of, of what this is about and what we're up to and, and how, you know, it's a choice that I'm making. And it's a choice that I feel better about as opposed to really lame about because I'm, I'm stuck as a prisoner. And then adopting that perspective of having the choice, you know, makes, you know, the next viewpoint, you know, all the, all the more doable, which is that, that there's really, there's joy to be found um, in each day, you know, nonetheless. Even with these constraints, there's these joyful moments and, and I've been trying to make an extra effort to, to think about, to anticipate them, to savor them as they're happening, to be grateful that they did happen in reflection. We had Dave Crenshaw on the show earlier talking about uh, having fun and how it's just a very necessary step and it maximizes the benefits of fun when you actually take a no moment to think and note to yourself, I am having fun right now. Or that thing I did, that was fun. <laughs> like that actually contributes to to our emotional, psychological uh, well-being when you you note that. Or we had Matt Tenney talk about um, mindfulness and, and moments, and he mentioned washing hands. And we hear a lot about washing hands these days. Uh, to rather than be thinking about something else and r- rush through it, to to note and enjoy the sensations. Oh, there's warm water. Oh, there's there's slippery soap. Ooh. You know, in a way. It's kind of lovely, <laughs> you know. When, when you think and focus on uh, on the washing of your hands and and those sensations, and hear the water and maybe smell the soap. And anyway, there's a choice there, and and I, I'm choosing to point my attention toward joy more often, and that has been helpful for me. Not to ignore the bad, but to uh, I, I choose where I point my attention. I'm going to point it at the joy, and that way I, I won't fall into the habit, to, which apparently is common for ENFJs under stress of, of sweeping condemnation. <laughs> Everything sucks. Well, it's not quite accurate. You know, some things really do suck, but but not everything. And there's there's really some some joy to be had. And although, and I think I've also noticed that I, in seeking out that joy, I, I've been looking in the wrong places. One of them is the news. And uh, maybe this is a habit or a pattern you've fallen for. You know, I feel kind of bored, kind of bummed. And, and I sort of say, oh, what's going on? I'm kind of curious. So I keep turning to the news, hoping for, you know, either... Great news, like, hey, looks like we're going to be fine. We have this breakthrough discovery. Hooray. Or, hey, turns out we were wrong about this thing, and actually it's no big deal. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping for something um, or something just very engaging and interesting, like, oh, that's very quite thoughtful and um, intriguing. And my brain, which was bored, is now stimulated, entertained, and, and engaged in this interesting new thoughts I didn't have before reaching the news. Well, that's what I'm going for. And that's what I'm the need I'm trying to fulfill by turning to the news, and I'm seeing that. I almost never get that <laughs> from the news on, on either of those two fronts, the, the the great, hopeful, inspiring news it's all over soon, or the really thought-provoking, intriguing stuff. I'm, I'm kind of just about never getting those. So I, I've put a constraint here, like a, I've got a 15-minute timer. I look at my 10 news sources, and then when I'm done, it's like, okay, that is done. I've accomplished the news. It's if I, When I'm tempted to look at it again, I say, oh, no, no, we've already done that today. 
It's like eating breakfast. I already did that. No need to do it again. Um, that is accomplished. I scratch the itch once. I call it done. I enjoy uh, liberation from the news. So I don't know if that's something you're struggling with, but I've had to put some discipline and boundaries on that one for me because, yeah, it just wasn't delivering, but it was sucking my attention, but not giving me the goods. So some some limits there. And and so while there's joy to be found, you know, not so much in the news, but elsewhere, it, it can in fact be possible to live this situation somewhat sustainably, as opposed to, you know, the mindset of just white knuckling, enduring it like, oh, this really sucks, but it's bad. And I'm just going to hold on because it, it's any day now it'll be over. Well, uh, I've come to learn about that's one, not quite accurate. And, and two, also probably not helpful. Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, was reflecting on, on those, in, and he was in a concentration camp during World War II. And the people who, who kept saying to themselves, oh, we'll be out by Christmas, you know, and set sort of these imaginary timelines, uh, were repeatedly disappointed and their, and their spirits were broken. And so, so that's really kind of a dangerous approach. And, and I've gotten yo-yoed around as I see ups and downs. The models are revised. We had a good day. Hey, deaths are way down. Oh no, bad day. You know, they're way up. The governors issue differing guidance. They had one timeline. Oop, now we're exceeding the timeline. Yeah, that's kind of yanking me around. But one thought experiment that I, I've been using that, that served up some some better thoughts is, you know, hey, if this situation were to persist for all of the year 2020, what would I do differently? Or how would I make that possible to be endured? Now, now that's very unlikely, um, but it's possible. And, and just engaging that question can serve up all sorts of good ideas. It's just a thought provoker on purpose. And so and little things pop up is like, you know what? Um, I want chapstick. <laughs> All right, then. Let's get that chapstick. I, I got eye drops. I, I, my eyes get dry a lot, and I don't want them on my desk. Okay. You know, we've got that. L- little things that can ease the tiny, unnecessary discomforts, you know, those come to mind. So, hey, just handle those. Um, and then shaping the environment. It's like, hey, you know what? I've got a little trampoline I'd like to jump on in the in the backyard. It's mostly broken. I've been jumping on it so much, um, but not all the way. And it it's sort of a lame experience. Like, I don't need to deal with that. Provide uh, the trampoline. Or if I'm spending more time inside and I want to see some some more beauty, well, how might I do that? Well, maybe with a virtual reality uh, headset, you know, Oculus Go, Oculus Quest. Britt Andrietta said training is, is moving in some ways to virtual reality. So it's a necessary business expense for me in the training game. You could see I've got internal resistance for, for being a frugal uh, Lithuanian boy, but um, but yeah. So so just thinking, hmm, if this were to persist for the full time, how would I address it differently? And 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 new ideas uh, come to light. And it kind of reminds me of if you're going on a trip, you pack different things. If it's like a two day trip versus a, a ten day trip. And and all like the little sacrifices and and comfort's that you abandon uh for that's ah, just a short trip. I want to fit it all in the carry-on uh luggage size. Um you sort of expand to, you know what, that would make things more delightful. So I'm gonna go ahead and get that and get more comfortable. So uh, that's how I'm I'm viewing that in, in terms of what are some things I can do to reshape this environment to make it more endurable long term, as opposed to thinking, hoping, needing uh, it all to be over super soon because I'm going to go crazy. And then finally, I think it's useful to remember, and our next guest, Kristen Neff, will talk about this on Monday in self compassion, is that you know this period of time is probably not going to be the most productive one ever, even though a bunch of stuff is canceled. There's other factors, you know, hey, you're working from home, children. 
just the psychological, you know, burden that um, that make it tough. I, I keep going back to this onion headline, which just really hits me right where I live. Uh, man, not sure why he thought most psychologically taxing situation of his life would be the thing to make him productive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because things are canceled. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it's challenging. It's a challenging situation. Uh, at the same time, though, I, I'm not giving up entirely. I, one of my favorite questions I'm thinking about here is, you know, what's one thing I could look back on and say, hey, that pandemic was really tough and I didn't really accomplish much, but yeah, I did do this. And so just a little something you could declare a long, a special victory over, like maybe it's establishing a tiny habit, BJ Fogg style. Uh, maybe it's conquering one thing that's been on the to-do list for a long, long time, like cleaning the garage or filing a bunch of papers or, or making that budget, um, just a little something. And so you can, you can feel uh, some pride and some victory and, and, and what you did accomplish, even if those way less than normal, it is, it is something and, and something worth celebrating. So anywho, that's, what's good going on in my brain. I, I hope some of that's helpful for you to, to recap. These are the things I keep forgetting. And when I do, I get grumpy. And when I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm on track. So they're, they're one, it's okay to say this blows. My suffering is minor, but it's real. I'm going to acknowledge it instead of just resisting and pretending it away. Two, you know, I have a choice here. I'm not a prisoner. I'm choosing to do this to boost other people's safety. Three, there is joy to be found in each day. I'm going to proactively find it, anticipate it, enjoy it, reflect on it, appreciate it. Uh, four, I'm going to, as much as possible, kind of get comfortable and, and uh, imagining this w- could last for months. Like what? What does that mean in terms of making that, you know, endurable and, and sustainable as opposed to hoping each moment is the last because I can't freaking take it anymore. And, and if I had to just accept it, this isn't going to be the most productive period of my life, but I can and am going to be accomplishing a little something that lets me declare victory. So that's the scoop. Hope you're doing well. You're my thoughts and prayers. Please stay safe. Keep being awesome and peace.